Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. Each week, we'll be talking with real people with real stories about things they have not said or done or have said or done in their workplace that required bravery. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Everts, and I'm the founder and president of Excellius Leadership Development. Welcome to Be Brave at Work, a podcast devoted to helping you take the next step in your workplace. I hope you have listened to our past podcast conversations. And if you'd like to hear past episodes, go to BeBraveAtWork.com, subscribe to our podcast, and learn some valuable lessons about bravery at work. My new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Success, is now available at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and at any online book retailer you prefer. Check it out today. Our podcast today is sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies. Based in Woburn, Massachusetts, Cabot Risk Strategies has created innovative and customized insurance strategies for individuals and families, businesses, nonprofits, commercial real estate, and public entities. Cabot's client base continues to expand, both within the region and within the markets they serve. And if you're looking for customized insurance services and solutions, contact Cabot at 800-222-5963 or visit them at cabotrisk.com. I'm thrilled to welcome back for part two of our conversation for Dos Karras, who is a world-renowned creator of mass communications and is a speaker and thought leader on creativity and communications. He is the global leader in using animation for social change, and he is the author of Creativity, The Key to a Remarkable Life. I've read the book, loved it, and we're going to continue to chat about some of the relationships between creativity and bravery. Pradas's work focuses on creating innovative solutions for some of the world's toughest issues by affecting societal and individual behavioral change through human-centered communications across many cultures and countries to better the human condition. He has created, directed, and versioned, often on a volunteer basis, 4,300 animated behavior change shorts in 50 series covering a wide range of topics, including human rights, disease prevention, health, refugees, and violence reduction. He has received over 112 honors, including the Peabody Award, which is the media equivalent to a Pulitzer. He's one of the world's 50 most talented social innovators, and he's a fellow of the Royal Society of Arts. Let's listen in as we continue our conversation with Fidos Karas. You know, it makes me wonder, and I agree with your presumption that children are highly creative and a large part of that creativity comes from curiosity, right? We see kids always asking questions. Why is it sunny out? Why is the grass green? You know, why are you tall, daddy? You know, just constant questions to learn. I'm just wondering, and I know you're an expert in creativity, not necessarily bravery, but I mean, do you think kids start out brave and that bravery gets sucked out? Or do you think bravery, unlike curiosity, takes experience to build? I think they, well, look, we all are curious people. Uh, We all use our imagination. We all use our intuition. It's the extent to which we do it that differs. So uh, I think that, yes, uh, children are are brave because uh, they don't really care what anybody else thinks. It's only later in life that we get so worried as we go older and older and older, we get more and more worried about what other people think and how we might appear and, you know, whether our project is going to work or not work. The greatest thinkers, I think, in this world don't really care. They, they're secure in their own knowledge. Uh, they, are, they have embraced failure. They know, for example, that some things are not going to work out. 
let's take let's take COVID nineteen as an example. There are over a hundred vaccines in various stages of development right now. There are lots of very serious scientists trying to find a vaccine. Well, maybe none of them will be successful, or maybe just one or two of them will be successful. In which case, ninety-nine of them, if there are a hundred, are not going to be successful. That doesn't mean that they don't try. That doesn't mean that they're not uh, putting their best talents into work. That doesn't mean they're not applying their best creativity because that's their job is to apply their creativity and come up with a vaccine for COVID nineteen. But not almost nobody is going to succeed. Maybe one or two of the over a hundred are going to succeed, and the rest are not failures uh, and are going to stop. The rest are going to say, okay, that didn't work. I didn't create this vaccine. Now let me get on to the next disease that needs a vaccine. Well, the number of things that won't work, we'll probably never hear about, right? Because they don't publicize every small change or difference that they use as they embark on this journey. So we'll never know how many times that it didn't work. Well, I don't know. I mean, if it's a publicly traded company and they're doing vaccine research, we'll probably know that they that they didn't uh, succeed if they didn't succeed. Um, but it, it'll become apparent, you know, within six months, I think it'll become apparent who is succeeding and who is not. Uh, and the ones that are not are simply just going to get up. They're going to apply their creative thinking to something else. They're going to say, okay, we tried that, didn't work, let's move on to whatever. Uh, you know, to this day, for example, you know, couple of decades after we started working on a vaccine on HIV, we don't have a vaccine on HIV. We have antiretroviral drugs that keep us alive if we are HIV positive, but we don't have a vaccine in the sense that we can prevent getting HIV. And people have been researching this and trying this for like 30 years uh, to come up with a vaccine. Nobody has yet. So failure, if you're in that kind of industry, you know, your research scientists Failure is very much a part of your thinking. The rest of us who are not research scientists or not, for example, um, you know, uh, some other kind of experimental person, the rest of us need to get closer to the thinking of a research scientist and keep prototyping and keep trying out different things. And that's how we expand our creative thinking. And that's how ultimately that's how the world progresses. In the world progresses because people apply their creative thinking and come up with new ideas which result in new innovations. Let me pick another chapter from your book, for those. Uh, it says, use creativity to break through constraints. And I think a lot of people see the need to be brave, to say things that need to be said or do things that need to be done as a constraint against them, that they can't move forward or can't make progress because they haven't thought of the way to do it haven't talked to somebody who's creative to come up with options as we just talked about. Tell us a little bit more about this concept of constraints and how creativity, and if people apply creativity to problem solving and bravery, can help people make progress. It's exactly right. We all have constraints and we know what they are. I mean, I, I for example, used a silly example in my book of I can't tie my shoe, shoelaces too well. So I keep trying different ways of tying my shoelaces and trying to get them to stay tight. We all have small little things and very big things that we feel constrained about. 
when you're a creative thinker, when you have opened your mind to creativity, when you have embraced failure as an option that is likely to happen, then you get much more uh, creative. You don't feel your constraints. Or if you do feel your constraints, you expand where those constraints are. So if you're feeling very constrained right now because of some particular reason, you apply your creativity and you get around the, cre the current constraints that you have. It doesn't mean that we all, you know, uh, have no constraints. You know, I, I tell people in my book, I can't make you paint like Picasso. That's not the point. The point isn't that suddenly, you know, you're going to write like Shakespeare if you become a creative thinker. You're not. Yeah, it's just not. You're just not going to do that. Even if you think you can't paint, however, if you apply your creative thinking and, you know, you actually said, okay, I'm going to get a blank canvas, I'm going to get some paint today, and I'm going to get some paint brushes, and I'm just going to see what happens. Maybe nothing close to Picasso will happen. That's not the point. The point is simply that you are doing something new that you haven't tried before and that you're having a new experience and you're coming up with new ideas. And by the way, every painting is unique. So whatever it is that you create, no matter how unskilled it might look, whatever it is that you create with that paint and that canvas will be absolutely unique. You know, that's what cre applying creativity can do for you. It can achieve immortality. And what is immortality? Immortality is not becoming famous. Immortality is not changing the world. Immortality is simply creating something that's new. It is simply one idea or one innovation, or in the case uh, uh, of a painting, one painting that nobody else has done. And if that outlives you, that's immortality. And that's what creative thinking can get to each one of us. Well, I think the lesson that we can ask people to apply to bravery is that by finding somebody who is creative, if you don't see yourself as being creative, and a lot of people don't see themselves as being highly creative because they do think about Van Gogh and Picasso and Da Vinci and say, well, I can't do what they did, so I must not be creative. But uh, if you don't see yourself as creative, finding somebody who is to share what it is that you need to say or do and ask them to help you come up with some options sounds like a very uh, positive step forward. Absolutely, and that's what I do. Quite, that's my work. My Most of my work is trying to look at things on a, on a global basis and come up with solutions. You know, a lot of my work, when I started out, people said it can't be done. When, you know, 20 years ago, I did an HIV AIDS campaign that ultimately was in 45 languages and over 80% of the world's population can see it in their own language in this free, three funny animated condoms. And it became very famous. Over 150 countries in the world used it one way or the other. And, you know, uh, when I told people, okay, I'm going to work on stopping the spread of HIV AIDS during the height of the spread of it uh, 20 years ago, and I'm, I'm going to apply creative thinking and I'm going to come up with a global campaign. And everybody said it can't be done. I mean, even the most experienced, the most knowledgeable people said, you can't do this because how are you going to get around the barriers that separate human beings in communications? We all have barriers. 
we all have different idiosyncrasies. We speak different languages. We have different nationalities. We have different religions. We have different cultures and ethnicities and so on and so on. So we all have barriers. How are you going to get around these barriers that separate human beings and come up with a global campaign on HIV AIDS? Well, the result that I created, uh, co-created with my partner, not only got around the world, but here's the key. It was played in liberal countries like Canada and Holland. It was played in very multicultural countries like South Africa and India. It was played in conservative countries like Iran on national television. So you get around these constraints by being brave and by saying, I can do it, having passion, having a belief in yourself and saying, this is going to be new. This is creative thinking. I'm going to create something that's new. I'm going to try it. I'm going to do something that nobody else has done. And by gosh, you will not always succeed. But when you do succeed, it's absolutely wonderful. It, it really does make a difference. Well, the last topic from your book that I'd like to chat about for those is this belief that creativity doesn't mean you have to be perfect. And we've had past guests talk about bravery as something that oftentimes isn't pretty, is challenging, uh, may not always unfold the way that you hoped it would. And again, I see a direct correlation between creativity and bravery on this premise of perfection. Can you chat for a moment just about that? Absolutely. So you don't need to be perfect. You don't need to be super brainy. You don't, you don't even actually need to apply classic creativity because people think, you know, that artistry is creativity. Picasso was an artist. Yes, he was a creative thinker, but he was an artist. And artistry is different from creative thinking. Steve Jobs was a very creative person. I don't know if he could paint or not, but uh, or write very well or whatever, or compose music or any of the other things that we normally associate highly creative thinking with. It's not that you have to apply it only in artistry. What you can do is be a highly creative thinker and apply it in almost any field of endeavor. It doesn't matter what you are working on. So you don't have to be highly uh, intelligent. You don't have to be super brainy. You don't have to be great, uh, you know, the greatest uh, thinker. You don't have to have great knowledge, nothing, none of those. You can apply creativity just in your own life. You can expand your own thinking. You could just, you know, look around you and say, okay, I'm going to now reach for the unusual thing. I'm going to think differently. I'm going to think about coming up with newness, with new ideas, with new thoughts, with things I've never done before. That's applying your creativity and you'll have a much more fun. You'll have much more fun in life. You'll have a much more fulfilling life if you go through life that way. If you expand your thinking and your horizon, no matter who you are, what your constraints are, what your knowledge is, what your expertise is, and how limited you think you are in your creative thinking, you must begin with the premise that you are a creative thinker, that you have an imagination, you have intuition, you have curiosity, you just need to apply those things more. Well, one of my biggest takeaways from your book and even from our conversation today for those is this belief that if I have something to say or do and of the emotions I need, one of which are bravery, 
can I reflect and come up with options? Even if I have an idea of how I might want to say or do it, can I come up with some options so I can ensure that I've considered a variety of options? And once I've created some options, or if I can't, can I find a colleague with whom I can talk with in confidence about what I'm experiencing and see if they can come up with some options? Because I do believe that if you have options, you have answers. And you know, having three or four or five ways that I can say something to my boss or to a colleague or do something is way better than one way. And I just think that's a huge takeaway as it pertains to creativity. Absolutely right. It's, it's uh, creativity. Creative thinking always results in multiple choices and uh, multiple options and multiple solutions to problems. So it, it's a narrow-minded thinker that can only come up with one way to tie their shoelaces. A creative thinker can come up with 50 ways to tie their shoelaces. That's the difference. That's how you expand your mind. That's how it's a silly little example, but that's how you apply creativity to all your problems, and that's exactly right. And if you need to talk to your boss about something that's difficult, come up with five different ways before you even think about which one is the right way. At least five different ways of approaching it, and then pick the best way. And it might be a combination of the five. It might be like you pick not just number two or number three, but maybe a combination of two and three in terms of the five solutions that you come uh, you came up with. That's how creativity expands your thinking and makes your life better. Well, I oftentimes tell people that sometimes by coming up with five different outcomes, you may come up with an outcome you never even thought of, right? It's like, oh, why didn't I think of that originally? You know, I, you know, either by blending or, uh, you know, something looking similar to something else. It's a, you know, that's how I came up with, and you gave examples in your book about how a couple of things got invented because people did something, they weren't looking for this answer, but that's the answer that they came up with. So I think that's a great way to make progress. Yeah, creative thinking often takes you to places you didn't think you would go. It often uh, expands your horizons. It can result in innovations accidentally, uh, you know, x-rays and all these other things that have been created by accident that have had a profound impact on human society uh, since they were invented. Sometimes you just come across things accidentally. Creative thinking is simply a different way of thinking. It is just expand your mind and apply your your mind as broadly as possible. And I think you're you're absolutely right. It has such a relationship to being brave, and to and the flip side of that particular coin is uh, being able to accept and embrace failure as part of your thinking. That's uh, that's really going to be a transformational, uh, you know, a transformational point of a person's life if they decide right here and now to become a more creative thinker and indeed a braver person. Well, fantastic for those, and I don't think I could have said it better myself. I'm curious: are there some ways that folks can get in touch with you if they'd like to talk to you more about creativity or the business you do? What are some ways folks can track you down? Well, uh, the best way is simply to go to my website, which is chocmoose.com. So my my company name is Chocolate Moose, M-O-O-S-E, the animal, not the dessert, Chocolate Moose uh, <laughs> Media. Um, 
you of course can buy the book on uh, on Amazon and all kinds of other platforms. If you come to my website and order the book, you actually pay the same amount and you get a personalized signed copy uh, of the book. Um, and you can be in touch with me. My email address is on my website. You can write to me. Uh, even my, I think my phone number is on there too. Uh, and I'm a very open and approachable person and I'm happy to talk to people about creativity and the use of creative thinking in their personal and professional lives. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for those for your time today. It's been an honor having you on the show and speaking with you. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here. Thanks very much. And uh, good luck with your thought process and bravery. I, I, I learned something myself today. Uh, because I've, I've always, you know, I, I've always said that, that embracing failure is a, is a brave step, uh, you know, something you need to do. But I didn't think of it quite in terms of, uh, in terms of a, being a brave person. And now I'm thinking that way. And it's probably going to go into the next edition of my book. So thanks for that. <laughs> Happy to help. Happy to help. Well, again, Ferdos, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Take care. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us this week. And we hope you join us next week as we further explore being brave at work. We also remind you to subscribe to our podcast at BeBraveAtWork.com and or download and listen to our podcast on Apple, Google, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, we are everywhere. Our podcast today was sponsored by Cabot Risk Strategies, whom you can reach at 800-222-5963 or visit them for more information at cabotrisk.com. And a reminder to check out my new book, Drive Your Career, Nine High-Impact Ways to Take Responsibility for Your Own Success, which is available everywhere online. Do you have something to say, yet are not saying it? Do you have something to do, yet are not doing it? Now is the time to be brave at work. Have a great week.